Let's go through this. It doesn't actually have to take long, but open your heart and listen. So I'm going to read from Matthew 6.33. You all know it. Seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, or His righteousness. It's actually its, but, or the righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. Let me say it one more time. Listen. Seek first the kingdom of God and His or the righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Number one, the kingdom of God is real, and it's within your reach. Otherwise, you would not be told to seek it. It's there. It's real. You can enter into it. He said, seek first. The reality of the kingdom of God is not going to be stumbled on. Point number two, you don't stumble on it, you seek it. If you want to enter into the reality, you're going to need to seek it. Number three, the word seek means to search in a very deliberate, demanding way. Looking to get to the bottom of a matter. Number four, a kingdom is much different than a religion. So we need to search out the difference. Because we've been steeped in religion, but we've been called to live in a kingdom. What is a kingdom? It's a realm over which a king presides. Not a president, not an elected official. A king presides with sole ownership over its territory. I'm glad this morning you surrendered another part of your life, but you did not make him lord of it. He was lord of it already. Where the benefit comes in is when you come into alignment with the fact that he is lord of every part of your being. He purchased you by his blood first he created you. So it's a realm over which a king presides with sole ownership of its territory and all of its subjects. It's a realm over which he effectively exerts his authority and power so that all things within that realm come under his will and reflect his glory. We actually understand kingdom far more than we realize We expressed it at two years old. Mine. Mine. That's mine. I have absolute authority and power over it. See? It's mine. A kingdom is the only form of government that reflects heaven. Let me say that again. It might have gone past you. A king is the only form of government that reflects heaven. This is hard for us to grasp in our Western world, but we must accept that the experiments of dictatorships, communism, socialism have failed, and democracy is beginning to collapse. That's the reality. History has shown the abuse of power by an evil monarch, and it has shown that even the greatest kings are flawed. So while we say that the kingdom, that a kingdom is the only form of government that reflects heaven, the warning or provision regarding kingdom is that it can only thrive if the king has been set in place by God, that he reigns in full submission to the sovereignty of God. 
that He is perfect in righteousness and holiness. He is merciful and benevolent. He possesses all authority and power. He has all wisdom and understanding. And He possesses an indestructible life so that His subjects never fear the end of His reign. We have such a king. But when such a king rules over a kingdom, it reflects heaven on earth. Otherwise, why would he say, seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness? A kingdom is a realm which involves government, laws, economics, culture and beliefs, morals and values, history and destiny, rights and privileges and responsibility. That's like bringing somebody in from the center of Africa into Canada and saying, let me tell you in three minutes all that Canada is. It's a whole culture change. It's a, it's a whole political change. It's a whole... It's completely different. You've been brought out of the kingdom of darkness and you've been brought into the kingdom of the Son He loves. There is a complete difference between those two cultures. You have been brought out of the kingdoms and the systems, the broken systems of the world, and you have been brought into the kingdom of His Son, the kingdom of God that is ruled with perfect righteousness and perfect love. It is different here. And we need to seek first the kingdom. So if you are new to the kingdom, newly born into the kingdom, there are steps that you must take to succeed in this new country. You must not just become a citizen, but you must become fully educated so that you might become fully integrated into the kingdom. But many people are brought into a religion and they are never taught the kingdom and they are never discipled in the teachings of the king. So we are to seek first the kingdom to understand this new realm in which we live. The Holy Spirit is the administrator of this kingdom. And He has come to ensure that you become fully integrated. He will lead you and guide you into this reality. All that the Father has given to the Son, who is the heir of the kingdom, is available to you. And the Holy Spirit will bring you. That is why He came to come alongside of you so that you would understand how to live and operate within this culture. He would remind you of the teachings that Jesus taught on, but most and all of what He taught about was the kingdom of heaven. He will teach you, He will remind you, and He will lead you into the reality of the kingdom. You might say, this is really different, like talking about a kingdom. I've got to get my mind around that. But Jesus said, 
Seek first the kingdom. When he came, he came announcing the kingdom of heaven is at hand. When he said you must be born again, it was so that you could see and you could enter into a kingdom. And actually, as we come to understand the kingdom of heaven, you are going to be so excited that you live under this reign. You are going to be so excited and so empowered that you live under the reign of this king. So the Holy Spirit will be at your side leading you into this reality. And he has also, what he's looking for is others who understand the kingdom who will disciple those who are coming into it in the ways of the kingdom. All citizens of this kingdom are heirs of the kingdom also. This is exciting. All citizens of this kingdom are also heirs of the kingdom. So the Holy Spirit is not only going to want to bring you into an understanding of this kingdom and the reality of it, but He wants to make sure that each and every one of us are rooted and grounded in our Father's love. We are secure in our Father's love. We know how to experience the encouragement of our Father's love. And that you understand the goal of your Father's love so that you will yield to the necessary training that your loving Father will give you in order that you might mature into full sons ready for your full adoption. Because your full adoption comes when your body is released from mortality and corruptibility into immortality and incorruptibility, and you are raised with Christ to eternal life to rule and reign with Him. Full adoption into this kingdom. So, those were A, B, C, D, E's, and F's. I'm now on number five. Seek first. The kingdom. Since Jesus placed seeking the kingdom at the front of the line, that means that everything that you need follows afterwards. Everything you need flows from this kingdom. Now, if you begin to understand the kingdom, you begin to realize what I've been speaking about in the last few weeks, that it is the wisdom, it is the glory, it is, it is the riches, it is the power of the King that flows down to all of His subjects. So that if you are living under this reign and the King who reigns over you is all-glorious, almighty, all-giving, all-benevolent, He is all righteous in all of His ways. And He's holy. How holy is so important. Which means He is and of Himself fully integrous. He only acts out of who He is in nature and character and nothing outside of Him can affect or cause Him to turn. He is righteous and nothing can change Him. 
He is completely separate from any external effects to cause even a shadow of turning in Him. So when you come to Him in prayer, you can expect Him to be consistent in His love, in His goodness, in His faithfulness, in His mercy, in His kindness, in His truth, no matter what state you come in. Absolute consistency. That is who He is. Absolute security. Because He is King. And He is Lord. Seek first the Kingdom of God. Everything you need to live a meaningful, purposeful, joyful, fruitful life begins with an understanding of the Kingdom and engaging in its reality. So seek first the Kingdom of God and its righteousness. Some versions say His, and that's okay because the kingdom fully expresses the character and nature of the king. The kingdom's foundation is God's righteousness. And we are to seek not only the reality of the king, but we are to seek that our lives be governed in right relationship with that righteousness upon which the kingdom is founded. So we not only want to seek the kingdom, but we want to seek to live in right relationship with the king and his kingdom. And he says, if you do this, all these things. What he said beforehand is, people who don't live in this kingdom, they live in a a world of anxiousness and care, sweat and toil. Because they have to provide and survive on their own. You don't. When you begin to understand kingdom, you begin to understand that when my life is in right relationship with Him, all that He has flows down and is available to me. And you begin to live your life with an authority And you begin to live your life with a security that has never been there before. Because you understand the unshakable, immovable nature of the kingdom that you live in. So when everything else shakes, the kingdom you live in is not shaking. This means that seeking the kingdom is not to be simply an exercise in experiencing living in the kingdom, but a pursuit of of the kingdom as an internal reality governing our hearts and our minds, our motives and affections. The kingdom reigning within. Seek first the kingdom of God means that your life needs to have priorities. It means that if you come into this kingdom You need to reprioritize your life. Your life needs to be lived with priorities because your life has value and your life has purpose. You belong to a kingdom. And your life reflects the glory of the king. And he has purchased your life with his blood. Your life has worth. So you don't waste your life, because you are kingdom. You live with honor, and you live with dignity, 
because you are sons, you are heirs. And so, there needs to be a reprioritizing of our life. And I'm going to read a portion of Scripture, Ephesians chapter 5. Let's read from verse 1 since it's there. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved you and gave himself up as a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. But sexual immorality, all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you as is proper among the saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure, or who is covetous, that is an adulterer, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. In other words, when your kingdom and your heir, you just don't live any old way that you want to live. There are things that just simply don't fit being an heir and being a citizen of this kingdom. And if you are truly serious about being a a citizen of this kingdom and an heir with Christ, then there are things that are going to need to be put off from your life and there are going to need to be things that are put on, that are honorable to our Father and to the kingdom. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes on the sons of disobedience. Don't anybody let anybody tell you that great, the grace of God gives you a license to live in a way that's dishonoring to your father or dishonoring to the kingdom. The grace of God does not give you license. The grace of God empowers you to live in alignment with the will of the King. The grace of God empowers you to be able to grow and mature in full preparation for your calling. Therefore, do not become partners with them. For one time you were darkness, but now you are children of light. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no uh, part in unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them, for it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. If we walk in the kingdom of light, we need to live in the light. Everything needs to become open and transparent. We don't live in the shameful things that need to be hidden. We walk as children of light. Therefore it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. 
addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, seeking and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and submitting to one another in reverence and fear. I'm just going to go down through a number of points really quickly, so walk with me here. Get the tape afterwards to catch up to where it is that I'm going. Listen to it online. Those who hope to share in the inheritance as co-heirs of the kingdom of God must live lives that are dedicated for that purpose. Seek first the kingdom of God. There's no place for sexual immorality, impurity, covetousness, filthy or crude speech. Those who belong to the kingdom of light live transparent and integrous lives before God. Do not allow anyone to deceive you regarding that. But instead, wake up. Open your eyes, rouse yourself, shake off the slumber, and begin to walk in the light of Christ. Begin to walk in the light of your calling. Rise from the dead. The Scripture says, if you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sits at the right hand of God. That's His kingdom. And set your affections there. So we need to wake up. We need to arouse ourselves from religious traditions. We need to arouse ourselves from a spirit of slumber. We need to wake up and we need to step into the light and let that light shine into our eyes and then let that light come into our hearts and then let that light begin to expose everything regarding our lives because this is the kingdom that we live in. And we need to rise up with Christ. We need to be seated with Christ in heavenly places and we need to understand who we are and what our calling is. We need to wake up. We need to rise. And Christ will shine on you. God wants to fill you with a spirit of wisdom and He wants to fill you with a spirit of revelation. And if you will arise and if you will, if you will awaken and you will arise, He will begin to shine a light on your pathway. He will begin to shine a light in your heart. You will begin to be illuminated with an understanding of the kingdom and the reality that you live in. Under that illumination, under that light, we need to look hard and long at the way we're spending the currency of our life, our time and our energy. We need to ensure that we spend our time and energy in the wisest ways possible. And to do that means that we need to know what the will of the Lord is. You do not want anything to dull your spiritual or mental facilities. You don't want any passion or craving to have control or mastery over you. Do you know how much time it takes to get out of a bondage? Do you know how much time it takes to walk out of foolish mistakes? Because you weren't alert and you weren't sharp and you weren't watching and you weren't praying. You need to know the will of the Lord. Now understand, what I'm preaching you is stepped up a notch. Because God's calling us to elevation. We've been raised with Christ and seated with Him. When I say know the will of the Lord... The will of the Lord is in you. It's already in you. People run here and run there. They want this prophecy and that prophecy to know the will of the Lord. Whatever is prophesied can only confirm what is already planted in you. Everyone has the will of the Lord inside of them, just like a seed has the will of the Lord inside of it. 
It's just waiting to be unlocked and released. It just simply needs to be in the right environment. And so people run here and they run there, but they never come back to spend time in His presence, to live a life of worship, to live a life of communion, to live a life where they are saturating in the Word and understanding the reality of the revelation of His Word, to live in a place where they're submitted and planted so that they can grow and the will of the Lord can prosper within them. So they're running here and there, but the will of the Lord is inside of them. And so you waste time running here and there. I'm not against the prophetic word. You did not hear me say that. I'm just simply saying it can only confirm that what's in here, but it cannot release it. Where it gets released is in the presence of God. And so we need to be those who learn how to worship Him, to sing from our hearts, to make melody, to be in a place of communion, to be in a place of worship, to allow the Word of God to dwell in us richly so that Word can speak life to the very deity of who we are and we need to be in a place where we're planted and we're submitted we're rooted we're working not just what is the will of the Lord I want to find the will of the Lord for my life I'm going to be no the will of the Lord is find a place to be planted and to serve and as you do the will of the Lord will prosper within you seek first the kingdom of God you need to prioritize You need to look at the way you are spending your time and your energy. The more that God is calling me to pursue what's going on inside of my life, I call it the spirit of disinterest. There are so many things that fall off to the side, I, I don't have an interest in them. And the reason is, is because I'm finding out I'm worth too much. When you waste your time and energy on frivolous things, you say something about how you see yourself. But I belong to a kingdom. And I am an heir of a kingdom. And there is a calling and there is an authority and there is an influence that God has called me to fulfill. And so is it true about every one of you. And you can either develop that and reach that potential and have that influence, or you can waste your time and energy on things that simply, at the most, will leave you neutral. But I can't find most things in this world leave me in a state of neutrality. They always tend to somehow pervert and twist and cause me to not understand. You know what I'm saying. When you live a life that's directed by the right priorities, seek first the kingdom of God, you become intentional. Because there's a purpose that lays hold of your life. You simplify your options. You clarify your focus. You begin to make solid progress. You protect your life from waste and destruction. You spare yourself from unproductive busyness and misappropriated efforts and energy. You utilize your talents and your gifts for the right purpose. You become more disciplined. And you become more passionate because you're actually living for something you're called Seek first the kingdom of God. 
When you seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, it purifies your motives and it clarifies your vision. Over the years, I've heard so much teaching. Church growth, this, that, and the other thing. I just, I've heard so much teaching. But I believe in growth, success, influence, increase, advancement. I believe in them. But my spirit, in listening to everything that I'm listening to, could never find a witness with the means and the motives that seemed to be behind much of what I was hearing and much of what was being taught. It always seemed to be tainted with self-seeking and self-serving. But somehow, as the message of the kingdom has begun to grip me, and it's gripped me, it's gripped me, I find that vision and passion and mission and motivation begin to come into alignment in a way that's filling my heart with faith. And it's pure because I, I I am living to succeed in the purpose that He's called me to. I am living for increase. I am living. I am living and believing God for increase in influence an increase in authority, but not for myself, for my King. For my King. My faith for engaging with the Holy Spirit, engaging with the Holy Spirit just for another experience gets really old to me really fast. I love those experiences, don't get me wrong. But engaging with the Holy Spirit in order to receive wisdom and understanding, anointing and power for kingdom purpose. Oh my God. Oh my God. Hallelujah. All right, I'm done. Tell you what, when you have a wonderful king, you get done everything. And he'll send you home with rich cakes, each one to your own home. You read in the Bible, you'll find that story there. He'll send each one of you home with rich cakes for you to enjoy. Just from his abundance, go home and taste and see that God is good. You serve a wonderful king and you are in an incredible kingdom and you don't know the half of it, which is why Jesus said, Seek! Search it out! You want to get a hold of this! And as you begin to read your Bible, that word kingdom is going to jump out to you all over the place. You're going to wonder why it's there. And you might even go back and start reading some of those parts of your Bible like your Torah. Okay, because your Torah gives you the foundation of kingdom thinking. Which is why all the leaders and kings had to saturate themselves in Torah so they would understand kingdom. We're not living under the old covenant, but we here in North America need to understand kingdom. Hallelujah. So Father, I stand before the throne of Your grace because God, as I stand here and I look at these people, they are clothed in the most expensive, the most finest of garments that the world has ever known, the most costly raiments 
They are clothed in righteousness and they are clothed in holiness and they are crowned with glory and they are crowned with honor and they are your people out of all the people of the earth. They carry the most significance. They carry the most destiny in relationship to the future of this earth and the future of your purposes and your plans which are fulfilled in Christ. These people, but Lord, we have been blinded by religion. We have been blinded, God, by our own sense of inadequacy and worthlessness. And Father, you desire to strip it all away from us and shine the light of Christ on us to wake us up and to raise us up with Christ that we might be a kingdom of priests unto our God. Lift us up by the power of your Spirit. Give to us, Lord, in short order, hallelujah, revelation into your kingdom and your majesty that we might live with honor and authority in your kingdom. For the sake of Jesus Christ and the glory of his kingdom, I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you.